following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back yet again to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Keogh. Matt, how are we doing today? Hot. That's it? Just hot? Hot. Coming in hot? So hot. Oh, you mean hot because of the weather? Both. <laughs> hot. Pissed. I hate technology. Listen, technology is... It's like a fifth... 15th time trying to record. Hey, we had a couple false starts today. That's all right. We a got couple. it back on. We would have been DQ'd a while ago. Okay. It's now like 12 in the morning. We could have, no. But hot. We, it, it is hot. But Matt, I'm like, I'm a cold weather person. Are you, are you more of a hot No, weather? you're not. I'm, wait, did I? Yeah. La- okay. So this, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. So this is how it happened. <laughs> We, we don't. This is what happens when you try to prepare your batter, because we on one of our multiple takes we had this back and forth where unplanned, I'm a, unplanned, where I'm a hot person, Matt's a cold person, and I just totally screwed it up because <laughs> I tried to recreate that banner, and that's what happens when you try to recreate banner. I'm so hot, bro. But no, I'm I I'm definitely a hot. Like I I love the hot. Good for you. But how are you a cold? Like it's just. I prefer the cold. Even when you're outside, even like playing sports, even just anything. Like yeah. No. Yeah. I even I love playing soccer when it was like 85, 90 degrees. I Why? Did, I don't yeah. know. I just played better. Like I just played better in the hot temperatures. Freak. I loved it. Plus, it felt at like after the game, just whether it was you know going in the backyard and either hopping in the pool or just. Taking a cold I, shower. I didn't have a pool. Area. We we had the above ground old. I think it was a four foot, five foot pool. Like the but none of the in ground stuff. We were we went old school. Where today would be like a seventy five dollar pool. Seventy five dollars. Isn't it like aren't the in above ground pools now like super cheap? Oh, I have no idea. But anyways, we had like the small four foot pool in the back, or even just going in and through just the taking sprinkler. a nice through the sprinklers, having somebody you know put the hose on, just taking a cold shower. I don't know. It was just great after a nice game. Nah. You felt, and plus, I feel like, like anytime you play sports, and you're just like sweating. I don't know. To me, it just you feel like you did more in the game. Uh, like you feel like you worked harder. Yeah, except the problem is you sweat when you're just sitting there. Yeah, but yeah, was, you worked a lot. You worked so hard. Well, I was never on the bench, so I just yeah. But the, the problem is you can't gauge the ones that are sweating and the ones aren't because everybody's sweating. True. At least in the cold weather, the ones running around were the ones sweating. True. Very true. But no, cold weather, playing in the cold, like if, especially in soccer, if it got like, you know, playing, you, there's sometimes in those late games in the season, late October, November, where you're playing in like 40, 50 degree weather. No, I just, I couldn't run. I couldn't breathe. It was just, I did not like those Screw games. Screw that. I played in the winter and I jumped outside into a snow pit. Once winter came, I'd play indoor. Sportsplex, which for whatever reason they usually kept it cold. 
Sportsplex was Salins. They keep it bone cold. Salins was cold. Salins was playing like in an air conditioner. Well, they like, did. It was apparently like, they was, never turned the heat on. Really? Yeah, I was talking to one of the refs there, and it was like the manager just refuses to turn the heat on. You can tell because it was like playing in an icebox, and at it's times. like a it's like a tin warehouse, so there's no insulation. Yeah, no, there's nothing. It's like a it's just structure. That's it. But no, I I I didn't mind playing in Salins. Because like you said, after a while, when you run around, when you're indoors, you run around, you, your body does warm you up. Yeah. But when you're out in the elements, especially with that wind, oof. now I did love rain games. Yeah. Like rain games were fun. I like, I like, I like hot rain. I don't like cold rain, but I don't like hot weather. <laughs> so you like hot weather, but rainy hot weather. Yeah. So I can, that, I can dig that. That's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going out of the country at the end of June. For a week, and it's gonna be stupid hot. Are you really? We're going. Where are you guys going? We're going to Italy in end of June, early July. We're doing ten days. That's in where Italy. I'm going. Where are you going though? I'm going to Belize and I'm going to Mexico. That's unbelievable. <laughs> no, we're doing we're doing northern Italy. Um, we're doing it June 27th through July 7th, 6th, okay. 7th. Yeah, so we're doing like ten days. Yeah. It's, it's about the same as mine. It's going to be awesome. This is like a bucket list trip. Hey, like, except Italy won't be stupid hot. It's going to be, we're looking at the temperatures. It It's going to be at least in the high 80s, lower 90s. I mean, I know Belize will probably be, probably what, hundreds? Yeah. yeah. Screw that. So, <laughs> Screw that. But no, I, I can't wait for that trip. But um, speaking of hot weather, we're coming in hot. I'm coming in hot today as a proud NFL coach, proud throwers coach. We talked to Aaron Donnellan and Jess Newbert were our guests last week. Uh, we talked, previewed a little bit of the upcoming NFL meet. Well, we had that last week, and they rocked it. Um, Aaron finished first NFL champion in shot put. Uh, she rocked it with a 32 feet, seven and three quarters inch throw, which was a PR by almost uh, two feet, almost two feet, so I was proud of her for that. She finished first overall. Um, Jess finished fifth overall in the disc. Again, a 92-foot throw. Uh, Anjali, another thrower of mine, Anjali Torres, finished third overall in the discus. Um, girls team overall finished sixth place out of the eight teams, so I thought was extremely happy with that, especially with how young and how... Um, uh, few of an athletes we have on our team, our smaller team was, so I right. thought we handled ourselves very well. Um, Matt, um, we overall as a team, we scored 32 points. 18 of it came from the throwers. So Carried. more than half. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the girls, and all three senior girls, they stepped up big when their team needed them to. Um, going to give a shout-out to the distance team, Georgia Smith. All year, she was... She was a distance runner, so we would alternate her from the 15, sometimes have her run an 8 to focus on that. Very few times had her run a 2-mile, but we wanted her to hit the sectional qualifying mile for the mile, the 1,500. Hit that, is in sectionals. She's, I think, 14th or 15th going in. All right. So happy for that. Um, it was a great day. On the guy's side, it was exciting. The guy side was super exciting. Um, Ken East, the the big four, I thought, on the guy side, Ken East, 
Lockport, Wheatfield, um, Niagara Falls. Um, they did, we did not disappoint. In fact, during coming into the last relay, we were a few points down. We needed to our four by four team needed to win, which they did. They took care of business. We needed Lockport to get either fifth or below. If they got fifth place, we tied for the title. Okay. If they got lower than fifth place, we won the title outright. They finished fifth, so we are co-champions with the Lockport Lions. Congratulations to them. Hey, I'll take it every day of the week. Yeah. Um, and a little shout-out to Megan from Grand Island. Um, and, Matt, you know I'm one where I like talking smack. Yeah, you do. I like talking smack. Especially if it's you know beating somebody, um, so you rubbed her face. I on. did not. <laughs> uh, this one was this one was too close. It was one of those where it was scoreboard. Too close to do. <laughs> Score. And Megan and I, of course, you know, uh, friendly banter, very friendly banter. You know, love her to death. But um, it was one where it was. I think they lost. They we us and Lockport had one ten. I believe they had either one oh four or one oh six. So very close. Yeah. Um, Niagara Falls finished right behind them in fourth. It was a super close meet and it's just one of those where you just look and you're like you know what there's it's it is what it, it is. is what it is yeah. i mean you've been on the you've been on the good side of those you've been on the bad side of those when you're on the good side hey it's yeah. it's amazing <laughs> when you're on the bad side mm, it sucks it sucks but it really does but you know those. that's sports that's the beauty of sports so we were loving life there but um and i want to give a special shout out to another former guest of ours uh, Michelle White and Izzy Martinez, hopefully we'll have on in a couple uh, weeks, the Grand Island coaches. Yep. They did an outstanding job of hosting the meet. Um, and I can tell you from experience, we hosted the NFL championship. Um, I've been coaching 11 years, so this I've, I've hosted it twice, I think. And it is a pain in the butt like yeah. to host a, a championship meet that side, that size. And they did a tremendous job. Hats off to them. They did a fantastic job. Um, so kudos. I mean, they, everything ran really smoothly. Bravo. Bravo. Hats off to them. The fedora's off to them. <laughs> it did. It, it was awesome. Did there. <laughs> a little, little pun there. It was very punny. <laughs> but, uh, a great meet all together. So I'm a very happy coach. We got sectionals coming up next week. Aaron's ranked fourth, um, out of 16 coming in for shot put. Jess is ranked eighth out of 16. Um, Anjali's ranked fifth, so game on. Let's go. Let's go get those patches. Game on. Game on. Um, Ryan Fink from the guy side who popped a PR at the NFL meet by four feet to ultimately qualify. He's qualified for sectionals with the 114, so he is in at the 14th spot. So nice. we're happy. Yeah, good for him. Not bad. Uh, four throwers from east are going to sectionals. And that'll be this Friday, Saturday. So I'm sure next podcast, hopefully I come in hot with some sectional champions. Hopefully. But we'll find out. So, Matt, today we're going to talk a little bit about my my favorite thing to do as a coach. Well, not my favorite, but one of them is giving that pregame pep talk, that giving that halftime motivational speech, the whether you're speech. whether you're up by a little, down by a little, down by a lot, up by a lot. The talks change every now and then, but it's – I love it. I, I, I Were you a big fan of the, the motivational speech, the pep talks, giving them, hearing them? Nope. Didn't listen. Didn't really give them that much. You didn't give them at all either? Not really. 
Really? Yeah, it wasn't my thing. That's uh, all good. Just wasn't, didn't like it, or? I don't know. That's like, I was more of an independent thinker. I was just like, just okay. <laughs> Whatever. Just okay? Just okay. No, I love it. I mean, it was, it was, it's, for a coach, it's almost like that's your, that's your playing the game. Like, I mean, yeah. I know coaching is strategy. You're, it's a fluid thing, whether you're subbing people in, subbing people out, um, making roster decisions. But at that point, that's like as close as you're going to get to being on the field, the game, yeah. to being in the game. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm more, I'm more of the person who's like, hey, like, if you want to, like, two players, like, if you want to give the speech, go for it. It's easier. It's like, you know, sometimes it's more accepted. If it, like a player is giving it because they're actually like in it, that's true. I could see that. And there's been sometimes, uh, like I know this year, um, especially towards the end of the soccer season, we let uh, Maria Colosimo kind of break the team down from the huddle and everything. It always is good, kind of giving that that little speech. Um, I don't know. It's I I think sometimes sometimes you are right. Sometimes, you know, as a player, you can kind of get almost tone deaf. The coach says, "All right, he's gonna." say something he's going to get us fired up but if a player especially a player who maybe normally doesn't isn't that vocal yeah. and they step up and they say something i think that's when you really the take the heart kid. yeah the quiet kid in the back did you, did you ever like have that on a team where all of a sudden out of nowhere like the quiet kid just got up and like you know fired everybody up no i played on a lot of teams that usually had very opinionated people that um there was no room for that quiet kid. No. <laughs> no, I I I love the pregame pep talk, um, and there's always the pregame pep talk. And there's been a couple times in my career where you can go go go. It's going on point, and then all of a sudden you say something like say the wrong thing, and next thing you know, everybody's kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Like just or you say the. For our for our, one that comes to mind for us, this happened I think two three years ago. You know, in the middle of like, all right, you know, we're we're playing well. It was a halftime speech. We're playing well. Like, all right, we're up one nothing right now. And it, I said something like, all right, now let's not go out there and lay an egg. Now, Matt, do you know what I like? Have you heard that expression like, don't lay an egg? Like, don't do anything. Like, what don't it? don't do anything. No, like, don't mess up. Don't lay an egg. Don't. But laying an egg is not messing up. All right, so maybe it's an outdated, but whatever. I used that term. I was like, all right, ladies, let's not go out there and let's not lay an egg. And they all just like, wait, what? Lay an egg? And that was, from then on, I just lost it. Like, I just lost the team. The focus was gone. I was like, all right, just go out there and play. And it's... That's a mistake, <laughs> though. Well, it was a phrase that obviously is outdated. Or it's like, like a goose egg or something. A gooser. Like, don't do a gooser, which is like, don't get a zero in that one. Well, that's... Yeah, but that's get the goose egg off the scoreboards or double goose eggs or... I don't know. Just don't get a gooser. Yeah, it just... it Whatever it was, analogy I was trying... It just... It didn't hit home. Don't lay an egg. Don't lay an egg. The only thing I know is, like, one time my, my travel soccer coach was <laughs> trying to give us a speech or something about the following game. He was trying to get us ready and stuff. And the one kid was like, I can't come to the game. And he's like, why? He's like, because I, I got work that day. And he was like, 
He was like, where do you work? And he was just like, I work at Dunkin' Donuts. And he was just like, well, you you can skip a day for a game. And he was like, no, I can't. America runs Don Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's clever. <laughs> yeah, you might go something like that. That's clever, though. That's at least clever. But... How would you respond? Would you have laughed or would you have been pissed? Oh, during the moment? Yeah. Oh, I would have just, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just given the stare down. And you ever just kind of stare down and like, and that's where the kid, you just kind of look at them and then, uh oh. My, and they just. My soccer coach was a rough looking dude. He had Harley, really long hair. He was like six, seven. Huge. Huge. He, um, yeah, he was a tough SOB. Like, he just like looked like, and he was not afraid to call us like names. <laughs> not afraid to, uh, Say it how it is, tell it how it was, or just it's call us names. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I was I was never really the name caller. I'd give nicknames. I loved giving nicknames. Yeah, like I give no, nicknames. These nicknames. These were general statements. <laughs> <laughs> these were just like you little so and so. Yeah. Oh uh, no. See, I would I would I've never done that. I've definitely given some nicknames, a lot of nicknames throughout the years, but I've never gone uh, straight after a kid like that. You can't want to win after us as a team. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and he was like, I wonder why we're not winning. I wonder why, too. Ooh, so a little passive-aggressive behavior there, too. Oh, I never said anything. No, 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 I mean him. Oh, yeah. Like, a, like oh, I wonder why we're losing. Kind of. That's kind of passive-aggressive, isn't it? I mean, kind of. Eh. But it was just a funny, funny time. And then you, like, rip on other kids who are on the other team. So this is a coach that would not do well with coaching nowadays. Yeah. Maybe with the older groups, but I used to call one kid. Uh oh. Trying to say trying to trying to say a friendly version of it. There's a ch- there was a child on a different team that I played that did not have an arm just because like of it was just a birth defect of some sort. But you know, other than that good soccer player and like in soccer you really don't need your arms no so i mean there's no reason. <laughs> i don't know if it was him or the assistant coach i'm pretty sure it was, it was one of them they nicknamed him because he played dirty too because technically like he he was he was one of those kids that used it to his advantage because he didn't have like usually in soccer, like if you use your hand to like push off or something or like elbow, like that's a foul. But he didn't have any. So he'd use the shoulder, but you can't yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. He was a dirty player. So in response, my coaching staff called him the one armed wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were gonna go with something like slot machine or something. No, they like called totally him, horrible. Called him one armed Willie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. So super creative. Super super creative, and we still lost. It's like, oh. what team was it? Do you remember? Was it a travel or yeah, was it, it was a okay? Team. That was a travel team. <laughs> was, yeah. No, as now as a player, there'd be times where you know I might. Uh... Yeah, that's a little fail there. But <laughs> there there might be times where um, I. Uh, said some things that I probably shouldn't have on the field as a player to other players and made some comments, but yeah. that I feel like is part of the game. That's just trash talking. I, I mean, it, you, sometimes you can get a little overboard with it, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. 
sometimes I'm sure I did get a little overboard with it. I mean, so my kickball season, again, is starting out. My notorious kickball season. First game is next week, Monday. I'm super stoked for it. And I've caught... So you guys had your preseason training camp and everything? Oh, I did. I don't think anybody else. See, again, I find myself <laughs> on teams that really don't care, and I'm probably the most competitive one on the team. So... um. When I now, wait, but is that with your kickball team, too? Like, I thought everybody on your kickball team was pretty competitive. I'm I'm, I'm probably the highest level competitive, though. Okay. Like, I will do anything to get a ship. That's it. No said. Like, I, I will put my body on the line. All about the trophy. Yeah, exactly. I want some sort of status with it. Everybody, like, <laughs> at my age, this is the highest level of competition I will probably be in. <laughs> Like my my actual days are done. Now hold on before you continue. That it, and I'll I'll let you continue with your. But that it's funny that you brought that up because that when you said this is at my age, this is the highest level I'm gonna get to. This brings me back, and I'm not saying any names, but this brings me to a uh, a coach that I used to actually used to work with, but used to coach with as well. I'm not gonna say the name of the school, but. It was one of my first uh, jobs coaching high school. I was coaching a high school track team. Um, again, not going to name names, but was also working at the school right out of college as the the lifeguard of the school that I was coaching at. So obviously as the lifeguard, you know, I'd, I'd usually have lunch or whatever with all the phys ed teachers, health teachers. And one uh, gentleman, again, I'm not going to say names, he was in there and he's, he's talking and we're all just, you know, sharing stories or talking, whatever. And he just, he starts shaking his head one of the guys like, dude, what's what's wrong? He's like, I just feel like my opportunity to make the NFL is slipping further and further away. How old is this guy? This guy was probably at the time probably 24, 23, 24, 25, okay. somewhere around there. And um, he, one of the guys looked at him who he coached him in college. Yeah. And he looked at him, he's like, Again, I'm not going to say names, but he said his name. He's like, you were third string when you played in college. Your opportunity to make the NFL, your window to make the opportunity, or your window to make the NFL has been shut, boarded over, cemented, wow. closed. They burnt the building down and then smashed the, like, you have zero chance. Right. But it's just, you always have those people that just think, like, think they could have gone pro. Like, man, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah, well, I'm not in that source of delusion. I know exactly <laughs> where my level is right now. I mean, maybe I, I sometimes think about it as like if I really like, if I came into myself earlier in my in my life, I probably could have played something at a higher competitive pro dodgeball or pro kickball. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, it is what it is. So I, I work with what I got. <sighs> Right. All right. I was just like <laughs> that. That was that long. What if sigh? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we start kickball next week. And when I first started playing, I was like first season ever was like three years ago before COVID. I just chirped the entire time, but not to the other team. I chirped to my own team. Um, you know, I chirped to the pitcher on my own team from the outfield. 
I pit, I chirped to the <laughs> the infield and the outfield, and when they were batting, um, I basically was a self team chirper. Yeah, so I was a self chirper for the opposite team, but I wouldn't chirp against other people. Um, and then the second season. I stopped chirping against my team, and I started chirping against the other team. So this year, I think I'm just going to chirp at everybody. Like, just your team, their team, everybody? Like, I used to be, like, in the outfield with my pitcher pitching, and I'd be like, what the F was that? <laughs> like, I was like, it's a good thing we're pitching into the with the wind because that's the only thing getting the ball to the plate. I'm like, I was like bad and then like so bad and then you know the second year i stopped chirping against my own team and i was actually like congratulating them and then i would like people would contact because the way i'm positioned in the outfield like that's like the main you know traffic area of where balls are kicked so i, I, I was catching all of them and i would always scream out, i was like and it was like, you just got to learn not to kick to me. And, like, every time somebody would kick me, I was like, you're not learning yet. Like, all this stuff. <laughs> so now I'm just going to combine the two and be like, I'm just going to chirp at everybody. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for one sole reason. I want to get the chip. <laughs> everybody else wants to have fun. But the people who really, really know me know that I don't take losing well and I want the championship. If we win this year, I will stop playing. Wait, so you're gonna just do like one? You you don't even want to attempt the the repeat? No, you don't really. Yeah. You don't, like oh come on, you gotta defend the title. Now, if you were now if you were like had been playing for like fifteen twenty years, if you were like you know in your or not maybe not even playing that long, but if you were in like your late thirties, early forties, even fifties, all right, I could see like yep, I got one. That's it. I'm ending on a high note, but really? At 24. Even at 24, like, if you win it this year, that's it. You're done. Just let me end it on top. Yeah, basically. It's like, find me a new team. So you're want? So you just all about, you're all about, like, building from the ground up, winning that title, and then, like, all right, let's, not, like, let's defend. Let's just, all right, let's, let's start the process again. Yes, and I, like, I love, I love, the people I play with, but my gosh, like, give me some sort of like, com like competition. And like, people are like, oh, I'm competitive. Like, no. Are you? <laughs> like, I don't think, like, we have subs and stuff, and I've never gone out. I've never been out of it because, like, I know if I'm taken out, there's a position there that should not be. Like, if people kick that part, then it might not be a catch then. Even my girlfriend knows, and she just is like, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Why is he diving all the time? Why is his shirt off? That's what he does. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Is he is he drunk? No, he's sober. Now, I, I got to admit, because part of me for coaching, like I'd rather coach a team that, say, is like whether they're bottom of the basement or whether they're like towards the bottom or even just a mediocre team and bring them to a championship, whether it takes two, three, four, whatever seasons, you know, develop the talent as opposed to taking over a program that's already established, that's exactly. already a perennial sectional qualifier every year, sectional winner. 
like, you know, three out of the last five years, something like that. And just because at that point, you're just like, all right, whatever, whoever took over from the previous regime, they it's all they've got to do is basically just, not screw yeah. it up. So, yeah, I could see that. I, I definitely would lo- like building programs from the bottom. Well, up. I mean, like I've been on a rebuild. My, my team is sort of, like I've been on the rebuild. And um, I, I've, if, I, if we got a championship win or something like that, um, I would then go to a team that like is established because at that point it was just like, oh, I, I got one under me. Like, let's just keep getting more. It's kind of just count the rings, basically. <laughs> yeah, count, but count I, the hats. That's one thing. Now, that's one thing, and it seems like it's really prevalent in the NBA where you got like established veterans for 10, 15, even LeBron, when he, you know, after his first stint in Cleveland, he had to yeah. go to Miami and basically put together a, uh, a super team to win a title. I don't know. I always, yeah, they win titles, but at the same point you look like, all right, did you really win a title or did you have, you couldn't do it on your own or you couldn't be there for development and lead a team where you just had to go and basically to a team that's going to buy a title. Well, that's the thing. Oh, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be earning one, and then after that, just getting one. True. And they they do it in a way like it's a B tier and, and an A tier. Everybody's in the same league, but as it comes closer to playoffs, depending on your ranking, your 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 your, your record, they either put you in the B tier or the A tier. Okay. Uh, while I've been on the team, we've won B, B tier championship, but I don't count that. I want A tier like top championship. So is B tier almost like the losers bracket? Yes. Okay. And we won that championship by forfeit. No. So I, I don't wait count. all the way through. Like, yeah. how many rounds would there have been? I think two or three. And nobody just showed up at all. Nope. <laughs> so I don't count that. Yeah, that'd be kind of hard to count. I don't. That, that that'd be hard to count. I, I don't. I don't consider that a championship. Yeah. It, I. I want that A tier. Oh, for sure. I think that's not know, by forfeit either. I was gonna say now, if you had won all your playoff games in the B team, I could say all right, maybe you know, yeah, yeah no. that'd be all right. Absolute. That's kind of the difference between you know winning. Uh, what is it? The Calder? No, not the Calder Trophy. What's the AHL trophy? Is oh, it the Calder yeah. Cup? Maybe yeah, and the, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and then the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, yeah. speaking of the Stanley Cup, who do you think is gonna win? Uh, it's looking more and more like Tampa's going to three-peat it. No. It's Edmonton, man. I would love McDavid. I've always been a fan of McDavid. I would. I wish he came to Buffalo. I thought we'd be, at this point, probably, we would, we'd we be in Edmonton's no, spot. We would We have done the same thing to him that we did. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't, I disagree. I think, in fact, look at what happened, look at what's happening and what happened when Eichel came to Vegas. Now you can't totally blame him, but they literally went from being what? They were top average. three. They yeah. were top three in their division. They were above five hundred, and yeah. they were what thirteen and fourteen with him. I mean, they. I think he was. He's a. He's, he's a, a cancer. cancer. Yeah, he's, he's a, a cancer. cancer in the locker room. But no, I think with McDavid, and not only that, but then if they do the same stuff where they got O'Reilly. They got their other talent. I think at this point, O'Reilly's still on the team. I think some of those players that they had to jettison, 
I think the rebuild goes a lot smoother. I'm not saying they win a Stanley Cup. I'm not saying that they're a contender for a cup. But I'm saying the I'm saying they've at least they've at least would have made the playoffs or still in the playoffs at this yeah. point. No. I think I think Edmonton is gonna is definitely gonna give Tampa Bay a run for their money because I watched the last Calgary game, the last one for the, the series. There's like six goals scored within two minutes of the second period. Oh, Edmonton, Colorado is gonna be a hell of a series. Oh yeah. It really is. Um, that I forget. Does that start tonight or tomorrow? I think it starts tomorrow, doesn't it? Yeah, I know the Rangers, the Rangers and the Hurricanes are still duking it out. No, Rangers won last night. Oh, did they? Oh, Rangers no, won last, last night. night. So that's why the Rangers, Rangers will uh, go to Tampa. Tampa Bay, and then um, Rangers don't have the capability to beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> I think a lot of people said that though about Carolina. I think nobody expected the Rangers to beat Carolina. I mean, Carolina was, they were the top team. In the East, mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Yeah. I I think a lot of people were expecting Carolina to just walk all over the Rangers. Yeah, but Tampa Bay is different than Carolina. The Rangers, though, they have. They remind me a lot of the Sabers when they made their Cup run against Dallas, where they they the Sabers rode Dominic Hasek, arguably one of the greatest goaltenders ever, or at least in the discussion. Shazerkin, I'm not saying he's one of the greatest goaltenders ever, but he's having an amazing season. Yeah. Um, I think they remind me of that Sabres team where they're they've got enough talent to to make it interesting. Right. But if Shazerkin plays as great as he has been, they could easily steal another series and get to the cup. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I love hockey. Oh, absolutely! It'll, it'll be cool to watch. It's it's gonna be fun. I even though I just said that about the Rangers, I'm predicting Tampa. I'm saying Tampa in six. Tampa for final or for Rangers? no 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 for the Rangers series. Oh. I'm saying Tampa in six. Tampa in six. You really think it's gonna be that close? I think the Rangers are gonna make it close. Mm. I think they'll it, Tampa. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa swept the first two games. Um, at home, yeah, obviously. If I think home. I think the Rangers will win at least one out of the next two, and then I I could see them stealing a game in Tampa Bay, Game Five, and then you know Tampa winning Game Six on the road. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And um, for Edmonton, I feel like Edmonton will win against Colorado. That's gonna be a heck. That's going seven for sure. You, um, th- you think so? I think that's going seven. I think Colorado is just they're Colorado's scrappy to me. Colorado's a good team. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. They're good. I'm gonna be rooting for Edmonton, just because right. I I think McDavid's. I like the way he's handled himself since he's been in the league. Their goaltender's 41. Who's Edmonton's? Is he really? Yeah. Good for him. He's 41, and he's playing at this high of caliber still. It's like Tom Brady. Absolutely. I I just think I'd like to see McDavid win it. I just think Colorado's going to be too tough. (laughs) No. Nah, man. Calgary was tough. Calgary was tough. And they they walked all over them, really. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those games really weren't weren't that close. No. I mean, a few of them were, but I'd say they handled them pretty easily. The last game especially was, like, stupid, like— they were just going blow for blow with each other. Yeah. And those are fun games to watch. They are. Especially in playoff hockey 
where you know they're just like, all right, endless overtime. <laughs> no, but I think it's I, I can't wait for them to start. But yeah. I'm my I'm gonna predict Tampa Bay and uh Colorado in the finals. And I mean, I we could have our first three peat in I don't know how many years. I don't want that to happen. I really don't either, but I don't want it to be Tampa Bay. True. I don't want it to be Tampa Bay. If it was any other team, I wouldn't care. Do you think kind of Tampa Bay is kind of becoming the new Patriots of the NHL? I think they. I think they're potentially coming becoming the new Patriots. I thought of the Penguins as that for a little bit. Okay, you mean like the Penguins back in the Yager Lemieux days? Like fourteen, fifteen. Okay. Because they won the cup twice in a row. Yeah, but even before the last two cups, Tampa Tampa's been, I mean, pretty. If if they have they they should have won the cup the year before they won it. I felt like, um, although was that the year that they got ousted in the first round? But um, I don't know. It just pisses me off that hockey in Florida, like Florida hockey teams are doing great, and we're not. There's no ice in Florida. <laughs> there is manufactured. Yeah. You go to the general population of Florida Floridians and you're like, what's your favorite sport? BS that all that most of them say <laughs> hockey. Like, like you might get some small kids that some younger kids. That say I hockey. like hockey. Were you born here? No. Well, that's it. That's why. What 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 about you? Were you born here? Yeah. What's your favorite sport? Uh, I don't know. Baseball. <laughs> uh, football. Uh, but I feel like in Tampa Bay, alligators. I feel like in Tampa Bay, you get a lot of people that come from out of town. So even if they're like football fans, Stupid. hockey fans, they they're retirees from Buffalo or retirees from Boston or like they're they're retirees that aren't native. But it's not a culture there. It's not true. Well, look at it. Look at even in Carolina, even the game seven, I don't think sold out. I mean, I remember back when when the Sabres should have beat Carolina to go to the cup final. I don't think Carolina sold out any of those games, even when they played in the cup against Edmonton that year. I don't think they sold out any of those games. I honestly I I feel like that's another reason why I want I want Edmonton to win is because like. You know, it's. Canada, birthplace of hockey, like represent. It's it's the sport, and I was glad that like Calgary, Edmonton, and Toronto, um, we're in the we're in the playoffs because like thank you, some actual representation. Well, wasn't it screw Toronto though? Isn't it going back to what ninety? I want to say ninety four, ninety six when Montreal won the cup. Wasn't was that not the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, because Vancouver got gypped out of it by the Bruins, and then they set mm-hmm. their town on fire. Um, I remember that. I was in elementary school when that happened. The, what when the riot? Oh, in, in Vancouver. In Vancouver after they got gypped by the Bruins. Another team that probably should. Have won. <laughs> yep. And th- that also fell off the face of the earth after they won it. True. Um. Yeah, the 1993 Montreal Canadiens are the last Stanley Cup championship team to be from or last to be a Canadian, wow. a Canadian team. So, f- you said the Montreal Canadiens, right? 
the Montreal Canadiens. Do you know that they um, boo like Santa Claus and stuff? Do they really? Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens fan base is known for like notorious for being like super, super cruel and mean. Definitely. Really? Oh yeah. Like they're super passionate about their their team and their sport and stuff, but they they are brutal. Like they'll boo people and like throw stuff at you. Well, I've, I mean, that and then you got Philly Philly fans. Yeah, Philly fans are just psychos. Philly fans in general, whether it's Eagles, whether it's the... Uh, the Phillies. The Phillies. The Eagles, the Flyers. Flyers. Uh, Those were some great playoff series and games back when the Sabres were good. The Flyers? The Flyers series. Those were some fun, yeah, straight-up fun series. Yeah. I mean, I remember for that little stint of time, too, where us and Ottawa like were like... Brutal rivals. Yep. Like, yeah. Just it, that was back. It was like you wouldn't even watch it for the game. You'd watch it for the fights. And then you have that was the uh, year where Lindy Ruff and um, I forget Ottawa's coach. They started going at it too. They were they were going at the bench. Ruff literally fell off between the benches yep. where Rob Ray does his uh, color commentary. Yeah. It was that was that was a, that was a bench clearing brawl too. Did I don't think the bench is cleared though. I know they were about to. They were about to. I don't think anybody from the bench went on the. I know every. That was when Ottawa. That was home for us. Because uh, I forgot who. Was it Chris Neal that gave the cheap shot to Drury? Yeah. Um, and then the very next play, Ottawa put all their gunners out, like their scorers out there um, Heatley, Spezza, yeah. Alfredson. And what did Ruff combat them with? Ruff put them out, put on Andrew Peters. Um, I forgot who were the other tough guys on there. Adam Mayer, like he put all he put the fourth line out there. Yeah, he so, put the fourth line Bruges on there slowly, to like, so, solely to yeah. prove a point. Yeah, and, and he did. And Ottawa did not like that. No, and then uh, Baron and Emery got into a fight. Yeah. yeah, that was when you saw goaltenders fight too. Oh, absolutely. And it, and then goaltender fighting. Uh, awesome. Murray, Brian Murray. Yep, Brian Murray. You know, started yelling, and then Ruff just had enough. Went Ruff on top. was like leaning over the glass, and then fell through. And then fell through the glass. Yeah, and he was like cussing up a storm. I thought Ruff at one point, especially when he fell over, I thought he was gonna like forget it and just like go over and tackle the guy. Yeah, I was, I, I was so f- for it. It was. It's still one of these clips. Like every so often, I'll just YouTube it. Yeah. Just to remember, like, man, they were good. Man, those were fun we times. Were respected. Respected, feared, like just man, those are fun times. Yeah, yeah. Not, no. We really don't have any rivals anymore because. Did you know Evander Kane was on Edmonton this year? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did he get hurt? No, he's playing. Who's he? So wait, he's still playing for them now? Uh huh. I did not know that. Yeah, last time I knew he was on San Jose. Wow. Yeah. Where did we trade him to? Did we trade him to San Vegas? Jose. Oh, we tried him to San Jose. Yeah. I feel like he was on Vegas for a while. Was he, or did he so. just maybe go to Vegas? He might have just wanted to. Be. He's a, he's a greasy dude. <laughs> but I was watching the game and I was like, Kane, Evander, Kane? Evander Kane, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I thought he was in San Jose. He was one word, like he was big in Winnipeg. Then we made the big trade to get him, but he was hurt. But yeah. then we made because that was during the tank year. We knew he was hurt. But we still traded for him because that, when we either got Eichel or McDavid, he was going to be on. It was, and then we traded for O'Reilly, so our top three was going to be O'Reilly, either Eichel, McDavid, Evander Kane. We traded for Zach Bogosian. Yeah. Um, like we were going to be like 
like, all right, we tanked. Now let's go after it and then just played like duck crap. All just it did not go well. And it turns out Evander Kane was like a really bad dude off the ice. Shocker. Um, <laughs> he only stayed in Buffalo what two seasons? Yeah, he did a lot of damage within those two seasons. Yeah, like I don't know why people like want him for just his personal track record. Yeah, he was bad. Um, Jack Eichel is now, you know, Jack Eichel. Well, we that's Jack addict. Eichel. Now, all right, do we consider then the tank a failure? Because if you look at it, yeah. But 100%. if but if you look at it though, if we didn't tank, we don't get Alex Tuck, we don't get Peyton Krebs, um, we don't get cousins. We don't get cousins. Like, do we look at the tank as a complete failure? Well, I think our tank wasn't a true tank. Oh, we, we tanked. We tanked to tank more to potentially get better. We tanked. I think after the Eichel year, we that wasn't a tank. That was just us being bad. That was just us being <laughs> us. <laughs> like I think, I think the 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 Reinhardt draft was a tank, or maybe not a full blown tank. He's playing on. Well, he was playing on Florida. They're out. Um, well, I remember because um, he played on Florida, and Sherry plays on the Capitals. Yeah. Both both played on the Sabres at the same time. Oh, we've got... The Sabres were well represented in the playoffs by former Sabres. <laughs> we were. But, um, no, I, for Reinhardt, I felt like we we semi-tanked that year. We didn't flat out try Wasn't to... was in Rochester for a little bit, too? Reinhardt? No, I... Uh, you, you're right. I think we put him in Rochester. He came up for the first... Because you can come up for the first 10 games of the season. He came up for nine of them. Then they dropped him the right, or they dropped him down the Rochester, because they were trying blatantly trying to lose that year. Yeah. Um. So they were. That was the whole thing. Keep him away from the tank. Let him develop in Rochester, knowing full well that when Eichel, we get Eichel, hopefully McDavid. Um, that then we were supposed to be good because then again we bring in Kane, we bring in uh, O'Reilly, we got Reinhardt coming up, we bring Eichel. Uh, I feel like there was somebody else too that they're brought in, but I that I can't remember. Um, and then that was the year, though. Even when we got Eichel, oh my God, we've got all this young talent in Rochester. We've got all watch the Sabers are going to be Cup contenders for the next twenty years. We've got talent. We've got talent. We've got talent. Define talent. <laughs> and we either ended up trading away that talent. Rochester. I I, I don't understand why everybody said we have talent. Talent. Rochester really never did anything in the playoffs. This year they won, what, two rounds yeah. and then got ousted. But Rochester, all this quote-unquote talent, they never went anywhere in the playoffs yeah. half the time. We are bad. And we're such a good hockey town, too. Oh, that's another. We we deserve one. But, again, I'm going out on a limb. I, the Sabres are at least going to be competitive for the playoffs, possibly sneak into the playoffs. Next year. I think they're... Let's put it this way. I think there'll at least be meaningful games in March and April for the Sabres. True or false? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> now, they went out of... I mean, I think they finally 
They always pick up at the end of the Well, season. yes, because at that point, you've got teams that are playing their backup goaltenders. They're teams that are resting their players. It was like the Bills for a while, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But um, I don't think we ever played our backups. Who? Uh, the Bills. This like, year? Yeah. I don't think so. Like I think we genuinely were just like, we, we rammed it down everybody's throats. Yeah. But... um. No, I think I think this year you're going to see a lot of the Bills backups towards I think week sixteen, week seventeen. Even our backups are pretty good. I think by week sixteen, week seventeen, we have everything wrapped up. We have the division wrapped up. We have home home field advantage wrapped up. Yeah, I think. Uh, who's our backup quarterback this year? Uh, we have. Um, oh, uh, I know they brought Barkley back, but Barkley and Keenum. Keenum, yeah, Case Keenum. I think you're going to see Keenum start week seventeen. Maybe even week 16. Who knows? Maybe they start Barkley one week and Keenum the other. You know, give them both. But I think I think those two games are going to be meaningless. I really do. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And I think Cincinnati, Cincinnati. is going to be – they're not going to do anything this year. I disagree with that. I think, though, I think, I think Baltimore getting healthy – I Baltimore. think Baltimore is going to win the division. No, they're not. I think Baltimore is going to win the division. No. I think Cincinnati still makes the playoffs. I think they go out first round, though. Baltimore's only team, only like good part of the team is Andrews at tight end. But they had so many injuries, both offensively and defensively, last year. Like they were, they were a train wreck with injuries. Yeah. I mean,. Was it this year that Lamar Jackson to leave the game because he had to poop? Was it? I don't know if it was this game or last year or two years ago. But you remember that game? Where like he left because he had he had like cramps or something, but he had to poop and then like he came back. I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen that before? No. It shows him like going into like the, the, the tunnel and stuff. Like he had to leave the game due to like cramps and stuff. Did he come back? Yeah, he came back afterwards. You couldn't do that during like a defensive series. <laughs> it, it showed it showed him walking, and then on his way back he was jogging. <laughs> was he doing one of those that like kind of like oh my god 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 kind of dude had to like legit leave the game to poop. <laughs> I do not remember hearing that at all. I think I'm not to say that it hasn't. It's probably not the first time it's so happened that's to a why player. I think Baltimore's a joke. If their quarterback can't even stay out on the field because he has to poop. <laughs> no, I did not hear that. He's but... got like a chain, too, like a really thick, drippy chain. Who, Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's not that good. I don't think they do much in the playoffs either, but no. I think they're going to win. I think they'll win the division. I think since he finishes second. No. And they, they get that. Cincinnati is a way more diverse team than, than Baltimore. Cincinnati has got arguably the best wide receivers. Oh, 100%. I mean, and we, running back. Yeah, Mixon's no joke either. Mixon's yeah. no joke. And so, like, all all you have in Lamar in, in Baltimore is Lamar Jackson. He's either going to throw it or run it. He mostly runs. I know Cincinnati, though, they. I know they. Cover Andrews. They upgraded their offensive line a little bit, but, man, if. Burrow continues to take that punishment like he took in the playoffs. What was that one game? They sacked him nine times? Yeah. I mean, man, I don't know how he got out alive that game. 
But well, what game was that? That was the was that the divisional round? Yeah. So he they played. Um, it would have been uh, the game before Kansas City. Yeah, it would have been Tennessee. Yeah, I feel like Tennessee just yeah manhandled them like nine sacks. It was brutal to watch. Because I forgot who they played in the opening round. They, I know they played Tennessee in the divisional. Kansas City obviously should have been Buffalo in the AFC Championship game. Who did they play in the, in the beginning round? Um, first round they would have been the number four seed, so they would have played the seventh. Was it Pittsburgh? No, Pittsburgh. Didn't. No, they would have played the Pittsburgh. Did get in? Pittsburgh played Kansas City. No, Kansas City was the first seed. Oh, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. They played Vegas the first round. That's right. That was a good game. That was a real good game. That was another one, though. And that was the game. No, at, that no, was no. Chargers played Vegas. Or was that the game? No, before? that was the game to get in. That was the game, remember, where uh, all the Chargers needed was a tie. And yeah. both the Raiders and the Chargers get in. And the, the coach calls a timeout with, what, yeah. 24 seconds left? I think ticked the Raiders off. And they ended up making a pass, making a first down, yeah. kicking the field goal, and winning. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, and that's why that's how Pittsburgh got in, because Vegas won, the Chargers got ousted, and Pittsburgh took the uh, the last spot with Big Ben. With Big Ben, who's no longer, no longer a Steeler, no longer in anything. Um, he's one of those. I have a feeling like if Pittsburgh starts off. Say one and four with Trubisky. With Trubisky, I think you're gonna hear the rumblings. Oh, he's coming back. Ben's coming back. No, Is he gonna no. come back? No way. He's 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 probably done. already eaten double his weight in hot dogs. <laughs> ben was a big boy, but no, I think he's he done. Never changed shape from the day he got drafted till the day he retired. Very true. Very true. But some of those allegations, I feel like he did. He looks like that kind of person. Um, we're not going to get into that, but I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> Pittsburgh's a boring town. But he was—he uh, was a bad. He—he he had one good season, and that's when they won the Super Bowl. I was going to say, I forget. I know he's a one-time Super Bowl champion. But did he win? Mul- did he win twice? Did he win two times? He lost one against the Packers. His first—he—he he won. I know he beat Arizona. Yeah, he won. He won against Arizona. He lost one against the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is also a one-time. Aaron Rodgers is only one Which one-time champion. Well, so was Brett Favre. Everybody's like, Brett Favre's amazing. I was like, he, he only won one Super Bowl. No, I thought he got two. Didn't he go? Oh, oh that was Elway who went back-to-back yeah. in his last two years. Yeah, no. Favre only has one Super Bowl. Yeah. And they joined like three other teams and threw like 70 interceptions. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger has two Super Bowls. Against who? Um, he was against uh, Arizona. The other one should be against. Uh, I know he won. Is it was his second year in the league when um, that's how Bettis got his first. He um, that's how. So that I think was the Arizona game. But no, I I can't see who he beat, but. Now, Ben Roethlisberger, two, two Super Bowl titles. The Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger played in three Super Bowls. Um, 
two were wins. He won in 2005 and in 2008. He lost to the Packers in 2010. Yep. I remember that game. It's back before I cared. That was what Clay Matthews used to play on the Packers. Clay Matthews still in the league? No, he's got to be out by now. But... But yeah, um, so Ben Roethlisberger, two Super Bowl titles. I thought it was two. I can't tell you who he won against, but Except I want to know who was against. Who was against? That's how you, you'll have to look that one up. I I tried looking up. I'm I'm terrible with the Google machine. I'll look it up. <laughs> but no, I feel like though he's always had one of those. He had like the dad bod, yeah. In the quarterbacks, like he, yeah. Like if you, I'm sure if you just saw him. Out on the street, you would just think, all right, this guy's just an above-average athlete. Like, just, he never... He looks like a dad. Yeah, he's he's the dad bod playing quarterback. But, hey, he's a Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion. He never played for another team. Which, I you got to respect. You got to respect that. I mean, I know Drew Brees went to uh, New Orleans, or from the Chargers to New Orleans. Yeah. But I feel like if Drew Brees, I feel like he would be the type of guy where if he didn't get traded, if the if the Chargers never drafted they Rivers, they shouldn't have traded him. I personal opinion. agree. But I mean, after it was the year they drafted Rivers, so they at that yeah. point had to. But I feel like if they never drafted Rivers, I feel like Brees would have stayed in back then San Diego to finish his career. Fair. He just seems like that type of guy where he's he just seems super loyal. Like he's going to be loyal, and he was. I felt really loyal to New Orleans. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, uh, why is this so, st- like, what? Yeah, I couldn't. Why buy. is this so hard to find? If anything, look for the 2005 and 2008 Super Bowls, because I know those were the two years that he won. Oh, okay. But, um. 2005 and 2008. But. Super Bowl. No, I think this is. I, I think this is going to be the year the Sabres turn it around. Again, Within they will make the playoffs within three years. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're making the playoffs next year. not 2005. It, well, listen, that's what Wikipedia the said, 2005. Seahawks. Was it he the Seahawks? Beat, um, Matt Hasselback and the Seahawks. That's right. That would have been the second one. 21 to 10. All right. So I know, because I know it looked like Arizona had their their Super Bowl champ because Fitzgerald scored in the end zone to go ahead and then Roethlisberger took him on a drive and I believe it was Santana, Santonio Holmes yeah, who uh, who scored the one the catch the catch in the corner of the end zone which a heck of a catch yeah I think wasn't this the, wasn't this the game where like Matt Hasselbeck was like we're gonna get the ball and we're gonna win no in overtime we're gonna get the ball and we're gonna score no yeah. that was that I feel like came against Green Bay in a playoff game. Not that season, but maybe the year before or something. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, that was definitely an overtime game. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that was the Super Bowl that was won by Steelers. Seahawks and the Cardinals. Both birds. The bird team. All they needed, all they needed to do was play the Eagles, and they would have went for the uh, the trifecta in the NFC, or and the Falcons. 
All right, so they had a ways to go for the birds. They they completed half the bird teams. <laughs> half the bird. Half the bird. They got the half the bird. It's only five bird teams. Why? Who's the other one in the AFC? Baltimore. Okay. All right. Is that it? That sounds about right. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> well, all right, Matt. I think it's that point. We're gonna get into the hot seat questions. Um, <laughs> as Matt sits there and counts the the bird teams. Yeah, five. All right, Matt. Question number one: Your favorite Hollywood crush? Like movie star? Movie star? Uh, yeah, let's go strictly movie stars. No, no. Um, Movie or TV stars, but favorite Hollywood crush. I'm going Jennifer Aniston. Whatever. That makes me sound old. No, dude. I don't care. She aged well. She's got to be, if she's not in her 50s, she's got to be close to 50 at this point, but I don't care. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. I second Rachel from Friends. Jennifer Aniston. That's my Hollywood crush. In fact, we, (laughs) my wife and I, we have the, um, if you ever get a chance to date this person type of deal, like you get the free pass with this type of person, my free pass is with Jennifer Aniston. Her free pass is with Daniel Craig, 007. So, hey, that's... Would that's, you take Jennifer Aniston now or or earlier? Both. She's 53, by the way. 53? Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. And I, for, for the record, I still have 0.0 chance. With her, I think I think that's why the she's wife single. gave me that's the, that's why the wife gave me the uh, she's the free single. pass with her. Oh, she's single. All right, that will increase my chances to zero point zero. She is, she is <laughs> single. But all right, your so your Hollywood crush. It's gotta be it's gotta be Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston or maybe Megan Fox. Okay, okay, I could see that. I like I like. I could see that. All right, so that was question number one. Question number two. Um, this is a weird question, but it's a question I've been asking a lot of people. So you know, like biker shorts, like, like you biker know, like, biker, like yeah, motorcycle like, biker, no, or like no, like like cycling. Okay, yeah. You know how well, like they're like tighter, like they're yeah, very, like, like the spandex shorts. Yeah. So my question is, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Could boxer briefs be technically considered pants? Hmm. Because in my mind, like they they're the same length and the same type of like clinginess to your body as a cyclist would wear on the street. I feel like the cyclist ones though are thicker, so maybe it covers a little more, or like they're like less see through. Maybe maybe less. Maybe less bulge visibility. Fair. But it was just a question because I was just like, could it be? I hmm. I don't know. Let's put it this way. I, I don't think, I think if you show up to work, you're getting kicked out wearing just boxer briefs. Well, yeah. But. Just chilling uh, in your yard? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. I could see, I could see, I could it's see you at least having a case. Okay. At least having a case right, for that's it. That's all I needed. 
I, I ask a lot of people this, this, this question because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I could see that. But curious, no, I could see curious. definitely having a case. Again, I wouldn't recommend doing it. No. But, no, but I mean, you know, just think about that. Yeah. And I mean, hey, if you got a fenced-in backyard, go do whatever you got to do. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. All right. Um, so you said you were you were more of a uh, cold person. Yeah. Um, do you have any pets, like any dogs, anything? Or did you have any at yeah. some point? All right. Bigger pain in the butt. Taking the dog out, like on the leash, during the winter or during the summer? I never took my dog out on the leash. Like not even for a walk? Not even to just go to the bathroom? Or you just let it out in the backyard? Let it out in the backyard. Really? Yeah. So not, not even just to take it for a walk? Nope. Really? Yeah. Uh, what kind of dog did you have? Dachshund. Oh, okay. So they're not really walking dogs. Oh, my dog loved to run around. To run around, yeah, but to go for like a long walk. Yeah, she she did it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No, I despise. I I, I, I take my dogs off. I got two a, a doodle, uh, Bella, and a boxer Bailey, but taking them out during the winter. Oh my god, it's such a pain. Like we it's don't have we don't have the fenced in backyard, so those two are. Where if we let them out in the backyard, next thing you know, they're they're going to the neighbor's backyard. They won't run away like they'd always come back, but they wander. They they wander. They do the wandering. So no, we'll take them off on we'll take them out on the leash. But man, on those cold days when it's like you know middle of January, yeah. holy god! Like they'll and they'll they'll let you know when they gotta go. Like they'll they'll whine by the door, but if you don't hear them, they'll come over and they'll like, hey, let it, well, I, I gotta go. Yeah. So it's almost like, oh my god, do you come on? And for whatever, you just turn on the light. There's like snow blowing. Yeah, or especially during football season. Before, when the Bills weren't really that good, didn't really matter. But I don't know why. But especially if it's a big game or a playoff game or just a meaningful game, the second I'll turn on the TV, it's just you hear the "Mm, mm, mm." like I gotta go. Like really, you like I was asked. Like I took you out an hour before the game. I took you out a half hour before the game. Didn't have to do anything then. But the second kickoff comes, it's nope. We gotta go. We're whining by the back. Like, really? You you poop your pants. <laughs> so, and but it, Vicky was always great about it, where she would, you know, take one. But then when you see her take one, you're like, you feel guilty that yeah. she's like. So, no, it was getting to the point where during the playoffs, the last two years, like I'd sit there and have conversations with my dogs before they'd be like, all right, girls, we're I'm gonna take you out at noon. We're gonna go poop, right? We're going to go, we're not going to, this is going to be fine, right? We're not going to, we're going to be good. We're going to go and they'll like, yeah, 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 sure, we'll go. And then sure enough, once kickoff comes or if it's going like late in the game or if it's a crucial drive, it's. You talk to your dogs. Oh, I talk to them all the time. They don't listen, but I talk to them. You don't, you're not a dog talking person? No. Oh, I sit there, have like deep conversations with them. Yeah. (laughs) I used to take my cat out for walks on a leash. Really? Yeah, she liked it. We had a cat. She's passed a number of years ago. Kitty. This cat. What's I, my cat's name. Kitty? Yeah. That's what we named ours. Um, I kid you not, we weighed the cat 38 pounds. Like, oh. this cat was a monster. <laughs> like, this cat was like... This cat was like, like the weight of like a two year old kid. Pretty much. At one point, she weighed more than Bella, our doodle. Like, who was smaller for a doodle. She was like the runt of the litter. 
she weighed more than or just as much as our doodle. Like, she was a... Kitty was big. And you didn't mess with Kitty. The dogs were afraid of Kitty. Like, dogs... Dogs usually are afraid of cats. It was funny. The one time at our old house uh, before we moved, Kitty loved laying on the stairs. Yep. Bella, our doodle, would go nowhere near Kitty. So at one point, we're down watching TV or just in the kitchen, and we hear Bella whining. We didn't know. We looked. We thought she was by the door. We didn't see her at the door. She's at the top of the stairs. She wanted to come downstairs, but Kitty's laying on the middle of the stairs. Bella went, Bella's basically like, somebody help me. I want to go downstairs. Help me. Yeah. She would not cross Kitty. And Kitty would... Kitty was mean. There'd be times where Bella would just be laying on the ground. Kitty would, like, walk in front of her, and she would just, like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's walking by, like, smack her right in the face with her paw, and then just keep walking. Like, just kind of like, hey, try me. Like, just to keep her in line. I mean, that's what cats do, and that's why I love cats (laughs) to death. Like... They're independent. They're independent. You you can do you can leave the house. You don't have to worry about taking them out or anything. They they earn your trust. Like you have to earn their trust too. True. And they set they set the household. That's why like you got to get like I want I'm gonna get a cat first then a dog so the cat can be like established and then put the dog in line. Because cats and dogs aren't like natural enemies. The dogs are usually scared of cats. They're 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 movie enemies. Exactly. Like, dogs and cats either don't care about each other, which most of the time they don't. Dogs usually just want to play. Cats just want nothing to do with it. True. Or or the cat will just be, like, lay down the law. Or they be, they'll be friendly to each other. Yeah. But, like, they're not, they're not like, these, like, clash of enemies. No. 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 All right. Question four. Uh, what's, like, the worst part of sleeping in the hot air for you? Mine is like waking up and my body's all sticky. Very true. For me, when it's hot outside, now granted we have AC now, and I, I love AC. I love sleeping in AC. It's oh my god, it's so fantastic, dude. Freeze. But I remember like up. you know the college days where you have the apartments that you no had to AC, bust out yeah. like seventy fans in your room just to get it cold. For me, it's just initially falling asleep. Like I can't. Like it takes me forever. Like when it's hot, just to fall asleep oh yeah when i'm asleep i'm i'm fine whatever but it'll be like you know i'll go to bed at like 10 o'clock on a hot day can't fall asleep till like one two in the morning yeah and like you think it's going to be colder outside but like it's like 11 30 and it's like still 70 degrees you're just like yeah is this is this hell <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why is it so hot out here there's no sun anymore no, but for me, just initially falling asleep takes forever. How about you? Yeah, I, it's the falling asleep, but I just can't stand just like the the stickiness of all of it. Like I'm sitting here right now, and my kneecaps behind my knees are all sweaty. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm sticky if when I when I stand up. Like I'm gonna not be happy. Uh, so you sweat behind the kneecaps? Oh, profusely. See, I was never really that type of sweater. Like, I'll I'll definitely, obviously, I have no hair, so it's, like, dripping off the forehead. But I would always, the feet, like, especially if I was oh, wearing sneakers, yeah. I would get, like, just the sweaty feet, the just stinky feet. I, I got the back sweat, too. Yeah, I get that a little bit, too. 
I gotta say, I, I get the back sweat. That's when you know it's just too hot. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. It's gross. <laughs> All right, so that was question four. So let's wrap up question five. Um, let's see. All right, well, you're going to Belize. What's your bucket list vacation? I think we did this question before, but bucket list vacation. Oh, just go to Ireland. Ireland? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Any any reason why? Uh, there's a town and a castle named after me. Really? Yeah. So I'm guessing big time family connection. Now, do you still have family that lives like in Ireland? Not that I know of. Okay. But just to go there. That'd be cool. Just, Take Castle Keogh, Keogh Castle. Yeah, and then go to the town associated with it and just go into a pub and just listen to, like, you know, public Irish music. Now, would you be one of those guys that, like, while you're there, be like, yeah, I'm Matt Keogh. Like, you'd make sure that everybody knew your last name? Or you would just... <laughs> it's a crapshoot until I'm there. You got to feel out the room a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's not a place you'd really like to go and, like, Toot your own horn if 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 it's not welcome because they'll not afraid to fight you. That is true. Yeah, you. but I feel like there too. If you just if you get in that sticky situation, you could just buy them a couple Guinnesses and all will be forgiven. Just don't say that in Belfast. <laughs> really? Belfast is notorious for being like the rough, 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 rough place. Like people, <laughs> they they're known for fighting. Okay. Belfast. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> All right, so yours is Ireland. Mine, we're doing it this summer. Like I said, June uh, June 27th, we're going to Italy. Italia. And I cannot wait. We're doing Milan. We're doing Florence. We're doing uh, Cinque Terre. We're doing uh, Rome. We're doing all northern. The plan is uh, Vic, just Vicky and I are going for this trip. We're doing northern Italy. Uh, the plan is next year to do hopefully southern Italy, um, but do it where, because my uh, family's from Calabria, so on the southern tip of Italy, um, where we're planning on doing it with Vicky, I bring Sarah, uh, her, uh, my stepdaughter, and then also um, my mom, my uh, my brothers, and my sister. Oh, Ho- nice. Hopefully do like a little, little family trip. Yeah. Again, not sure if everybody's going to be able to make it. And then, you know, see if the aunts, uncles, cousins kind of do like a, a little, whoever wants to go. Hey, yeah. we're going whatever dates. You guys are welcome to come. We'll, we're staying at this hotel. We're staying here. We're staying there. We're whatever. And um, Good idea. So we'll see. Again, if it happens, it happens. But we'll see. Got to get past the first trip first. I was going to say, I, I cannot wait. You got to pick me up that AC Milan jersey. Oh, absolutely. You got it, brother. In fact, it's getting to the point where... Uh, Amazon Prime has like the show Rick Steves, uh, Rick Steves something, Rick yeah. Steves Vacation, and he's we've literally Amazon Prime like seven or eight different episodes that he's done in Italy, like where we've done where he's done Milan, he's done yep. Florence, so it's you're getting ready. We're getting ready. We're psyched. I can't. I cannot wait. Twenty seven days away. Yeah, that's when I leave. I'm telling you, where are you leaving? We're leaving out of Toronto. Where are you leaving out of? Oh, we are. We're flying into Miami, and we leave port from Miami. Are you leaving from Buffalo though? Yeah. Okay. We were gonna do Buffalo, but we Toronto was just cheaper, easier, and it had. Well, a you're going overseas. Flight. Yeah. Uh, well, we could have done. We could have done the Buffalo. I think it would have been Buffalo to JFK, JFK over whatever. But we just decided just straight shot Toronto. We actually found it. This is because we. 
the last couple times we've flown out of Toronto, we've went there, parked our car. I think all total it cost for like a week at a time it costs, I don't know, sixty bucks. We actually found a uh shuttle that will take us from our house to the Toronto airport for only twenty bucks. Why? Yeah. Like cross border? Cross border everything for only twenty bucks. Who, it's from through who? I have no idea, but it's through uh uh, my wife, who does all the travel arrangements, found it, set it up, and it's awesome. Twenty wow. bucks. So at that point, we're like, you don't even have to worry about somebody driving you or something. No, we don't have to worry about if our car's gonna get hit in the parking lot, whatever. Just dang. So outstanding. I'm gonna have to find the place, and we'll give them a nice little plug next week. But no, I'm. When I heard that, I was like, all right, sweet. I didn't know that service existed. I did not either. I figured it existed. I didn't think it'd be cheap for twenty bucks. Yeah, I figured going cross border. Like, I figured, that's a two hour drive. I figured maybe like a minimum of a hundred. Yeah. For two hours? Yeah, about an hour and a half. But yeah. Still. It's yeah. Driving into Toronto sucks. Yep. Hey, but if somebody else has got to do it, that's all cool for me. Oh my gosh. So all right, we're gonna wrap things up there. Um <laughs> hey, however they're doing it. It's all good for me. We're going to wrap things up. Um, remember, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Stories from the Sidelines, on uh, Facebook. Um, hopefully, we'll get the YouTube up and running soon. We're still working on that. I know we've been working on it a while. We're still working on it. Um, and if <laughs> if anybody has any suggestions, anybody want to be a guest on our show, advertise on our show anything make sure you hit us up with a message on facebook and we will get back to you as soon as we can and as always we will see you next week for another exciting episode of stories from the sidelines